Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Proof of the, you know, it's going to be an eating the pudding. You know, what's it going to look like? Welcome. Welcome, everybody. It's not Andrea Kay. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay here on the Andrea Kay Show. It's great to be with you. I am, uh, of course, my show runs later on in the evening. The uh, Pro-America Report was great to be with the listeners. I love doing the Andrea Kay Show. Her listeners are awesome and uh, they're responsive and her guests are great. And so we uh, look forward to a great time here on AM 1170 San Diego and FM 96.1 North County and the Andrea Kay Show. Don't forget, follow at Andrea Kay Show show at Andrea K show and also over on uh, on uh, Facebook also and you can uh, follow me at at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter phone numbers are 888-344-1170 and it is great to be with you tonight we've got um, some of her usual guests on the program we will spend some time and uh, let me say we also will have a chance at the end of the show uh, to do a little bit of a special message I must say uh, and uh, the great uh, DJ potato skins as he He's called. We have a gentleman is a man of great character and intellect. DJ DJ Also called Noah in my world. He'll join me for a few comments on Father's Day. I hope as you're heading into this weekend, you're getting ready to uh, sp- spend Father's Day with the people you love. And if your parents, excuse me, if your father is uh, deceased or away, uh, just, you know, have a good thought and prayer. And we just hope you celebrate. I will talk about my own family in a few moments we'll talk with bob walters as usual on friday uh, and catch up with him which will be very good and uh, a lot more so listen it's ed martin filling in from andrea filling in for andrea k and i do on my show an opening segment i called what you now know the daily wink the wink w-y-n-k what you now know because i give you what i think is the sort of top story and can give you a, a an insight into what I see, and to give you the background on me, in case you don't listen to my show later on in the pro, in the uh, in the programming schedule here on the Answer San Diego. I hope you do. But I am I run the national organizations, the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Phyllis Schlafly's old organization, and I also am the president of America's Future Inc., another nonprofit. What do these organizations do? Well, long story short, they activate and uh, and build uh, on the movement of conservatives who are making a difference in their community. And, uh, you know, when, when the Phyllis Schlafly organization started, she was focused in particular on conservative uh, policies and politics. Then she worked on pro-family issues. We still do that. We work on pro-life issues. Uh, and especially we empower parents. Phyllis initially was uh, focused on stay-at-home moms, and now it's more broadly uh, accessible because of everything that's changed in our lives. But And now... Facing critical race theory and these other attacks on our kids from what I call the COVID breakdown. Uh, it wasn't a pandemic. It was a COVID breakdown. And uh, all these things have come together. And so we do a lot of that work. But the second thing I want to tell you about in my life, I'm a, a father of four, married to a great woman. And uh, we live in northern Virginia uh, because my office uh, for my work was based in St. Louis. But a few years ago, I realized I got to come out here and try to invade the swamp. So I'm out here in the swamp uh, in Washington, D.C. area. But the second thing I do is for a long time, I have been the president of America's Future Inc. And that's a nice organization. It's got an incredible history uh, from 1946 
But America's future actually um, has been a little quieter for the last 15 or 20 years until a month ago, almost six weeks ago, when General Mike Flynn became the chairman of America's future. And if I can say it is his organization now to lead out into the future. It was founded in 1946. If you go to americasfuture.net, you'll see some of that history. We're kind of redoing the website right now. If you go to that website, americasfuture.net, and uh, 1946, it was started, focused on promoting American exceptionalism and especially the free market rule, free market system and the rule of law. And the reason is why in 1946, of course, most of the, uh, the, the nation, and these were big leaders, business leaders who started America's future, were focused on the threat of world communism. So when you're talking about, uh, you know, the, uh, the free market system the, and the rule of law, it's big American exceptionalism, you know, being proud about why we're, we're, our system is great. These are big things. Well, no one, no one better than General Michael Flynn to take over. And the big news I want to tell you, and I'm hoping we'll be able to to make sure that we get the word out to get people coming to this. General Flynn, as the head, as the chairman of America's future, will be coming to San Diego on July 17th, it looks like. I've been, excuse me, I've been hedging on this because I've had such a hard time getting the schedule nailed down. He's really been all over the all over the country. And it looks like uh, Saturday, July 17th in San Diego. So I'm hoping we'll certainly he's a great supporter of uh, of the conservative movement and, and patriots everywhere. But I also I'm hoping uh, to get him clued into the answer San Diego. I'm not sure if it's a Saturday, so I'm not sure how we'll do that. But um, we'll see what happens in terms of programming. But Andrea Kay is great. And uh, General Flynn is great. And it's exciting that he's going to come to San Diego and uh, get back. Of course, he has a gazillion friends in the military. His uh, sister, Barbara, uh, lives uh, in the area, I think more up a little bit towards uh, the north uh, of San Diego. And her, his brother, uh, Joe, who works with him closely, uh, lived in Orange County for a long time, now lives in Florida. But it'll be exciting. It'll be great to be with him in San Diego. And, uh, of course, he's got such a love of the military. It'll be great for him to be in San Diego with all our military men and women. So uh, let us, let's visit about what I think the number one story is. And the number one story is that after, at the end of this week, as we wind things up, and you look at what the coverage was of, the, of President Biden's trip to Europe, I just want to observe three things for you and let you think these, these threads through. Number one, in Europe, Biden stumbled. Now, that's not the end of the world, but it's important to acknowledge, okay? It's not the end of the world. Um, I mean, you know, thankfully, we, we, but, but it is a, it's a real thing. Number two, he ended the week by coming home, rushing home to sign the Juneteenth as a federal holiday, which is to me an extension of the critical race theory movement. It's just divide, 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 right? And then last observation is China, communist China and what they're doing. Okay, so first let's talk about uh, President Biden. His trip to Europe, he stumbled, right? Literally stumbled, uh, faux pas, uh, missteps. Um, But maybe more to me, he was like back to the future, it was like 1978. He wanted to try to uh, appease the Iranians like Carter was doing. He couldn't figure out how to play hardball with them. And now Biden wants to play you know, softball with the Iranians, maybe let them have a, a new deal, have more money, access to things. Maybe they'll all get along. And then he looked not strong, right? He looked strong. He called, you know, he didn't, he stumbled. He, he made missteps. Now I have said on my program, the pro America report, which is a few hours from now on this great station that, you know, it's tough in the modern era to be president. It may be impossible to be more than a one-term president going forward because you just have the Klieg lights brighter and the camera rolling. 
You know, when Carter was president, there was cameras and there was video, but it wasn't like it is now. There wasn't the uh, the sort of nonstop attention and, and the rolling of every single moment into a video and a meme and all that. And... We also have this incredible thing called the Internet and social media, uh, and it's, it's dominating our lives, right? If it was just a million cable channels, it'd be one thing. It'd still be a challenge. But the social media and the aspect of the Internet, speed of light, it's amazing. It's an amazing challenge. But Biden stumbled. He looked weak. He didn't really have a he didn't know, know have his wits about him. He made he gave a he gave a list of 16 places, 16 entities he didn't want Putin to hit. He said, don't hit these. If you hit these ones, we'll really be mad. You can hack everything else. If you hit these 16 priorities for us, if you if you have people cyber attack these, we'll be really mad. What does that say about the rest of the sites? It's just insane. It's it's an insanity. And Putin was you know, smiling all the way to the bank. So he stumbled, right? He stumbled. And, and it was um, he yelled at a reporter, which is not, you know, Trump did that, too. That's not the end of the world either. Just the overall cumulative effect was a weak looking president and a weak-looking set of policies that just looked like they were 1978. Europe's going to be stronger. It's going to somehow magically, even though it's got a problem with demography, it's shrinking, it's being overrun by by immigrants who are mostly Islamic and others. But somehow Joe Biden says, we're just going to be great. We're going to go forward. International organizations, Joe Biden says, are going to be really important for us. We're going to have NATO and the World Trade Organization and the UN and all these things when they're all broken. All they are is money pits for us. The Americans pay to be beaten up by these entities. You know, and you've heard Andrea Kay. Andrea will talk about the U.N. and the insanity of these things and globalism. I mean, it's just a nuts. It's nuts. And so uh, but there he was. So that was Joe Biden. Number two, you know, when we comes, he rushes back. And he signs the Juneteenth uh, law, which is passed by Pelosi and Schumer. And too many Republicans, they were too scared to vote against it. Only a handful voted against it. Pathetic. Pathetic. And what is it's just critical race theory, except it's a giveaway to federal workers. You know, the federal the Congress votes to give themselves a a pay, a pay raise. They take a day off of work and give all the federal workers a pay raise day off of work. And why? Because Biden rushes home to sign the Juneteenth legislation to divide the country more. I don't even care about the holiday. I mean, I care if you want to celebrate your own holidays, it's fine. But don't pretend that Juneteenth rises to the level of Fourth of July. But here's what it is. Here's what it tells you. Right. Biden stumbles in Europe. He rushes home to sign Juneteenth with Juneteenth. What you have to say is who's really in charge? Because this administration is being run by Susan Rice. Maybe Ron Klain is playing a role. Could be. But it's certainly not. It's certainly not being run by Joe Biden. I mean, he's just a figurehead. And, and, the, and what's happening is division, division, division. While Joe Biden is in Europe, the White House puts out a statement that says they're going to put $100 million to the greatest threat to domestic uh, uh, peace in this country is the violence, the dom- violence in our domestic home front based on racial identity, especially white supremacy. What? What? That, that $100 million to get to the bottom of that? I mean, we got shootings all over, uh, all over Chicago. We got shootings all over everywhere else. Maybe that's, maybe that's a, a more likely uh, place to go look. So that's what that's what Biden runs home to. So he stumbles in Europe. He comes home to be racist, to lead racist policies and target Americans. And meanwhile, it's 1978 in his addled mind. But what's facing us is communist China on the march, still stealing our intellectual property, still killing our kids with fentanyl comes directly from China through the border, which is not secured anymore by Biden. China's got threat to the world, building out the world. You know that Joe Biden went over and said, we're going to build back better world. And Europe said, oh, we'll take your money. 
They're not going to pay for it. We're not going to get jobs. They'll take your money. And China laughed. China laughed. They're saying, oh, watch you guys. You can't keep up with us. We have a command control economy. We'll stifle our people. We'll kill the Uyghurs. We'll, we'll oppress the Fulong Gong and other Christians' persecutions. We don't care. And we use the money to buy into all these different countries. We need, America needs a new renewal of the Monroe Doctrine, which says your system, the system of government, the system of the people that are trying to come into our hemisphere is not compatible, China. Don't come into Latin America, South America. Don't do it. And we're not doing that. So we have a situation where Biden stumbles in Europe. At home, he comes home to do what Susan Rice wants, which is divide the country racially. And meanwhile, the communist regime is on the march so much so. And this may be one of the things that can really help us is it looks like the reports are that there was a senior Chinese communist official who defected. And we have him. We're just hearing that. I would like to submit to you. If there's one thing that we could do to break out of the 1978 of Jimmy Carter slash Joe Biden, which is where Joe Biden's led us, where we have higher gas prices, inflation, Iran on the move, the Middle East is threatening, America's feeling weak, the leadership looks feckless. One thing I could do is please plead with everyone. Realize that the communist regime in China is sending spies and sending cyber warriors to get our nation to damage us. They're sending fentanyl, too. There's no more. It's a faux Cold War with Russia. It's just not real. Russia's got its problems. I'm fine. Let's talk about that. But the the war, the Cold War in this country is the communist regime in China that's taken us down. And we got to focus on that. The best part of the Andrea K show is she gets us focused on the right things. I'm glad to be sitting in for her. She'll be back, by the way. She's on assignment. Don't worry about her. The Andrea, great Andrea K. Show. We'll come back in just a few moments, and we will visit uh, with uh, with a. Um, well, we got a couple of guests, I think. I'm going to see if I can line them up. But I know also I'm going to have a very special um, discussion with uh, uh, DJ Potato Sticks, uh, Potato Skins on at about uh, fathers in, in a few minutes. But let's come back. We'll talk to Bob Walters in a moment. Ed Martin here on the Andrea K. Show. We'll be back in a moment. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay. I am not Andrea Kay, but it's great to be here on the Andrea Kay Show. I appreciate her very much and her great listeners. And uh, DJ Potato Skins for keeping us on, on track and on time. Appreciate all that. We'll be visiting with the DJ in a few minutes later on towards the end of the program on Father's Day. Father's Day. So I'm looking forward. I hope everyone's having, heading into a great weekend and we'll have a great Father's Day. Again, we'll talk more about that in a moment. And so, listen, I've been looking forward. You know, Andrea Kay asked me to fill in. I'll fill in. I'm in tonight. Also, Monday and Tuesday night next week for Andrea Kay. And, of course, my program in a few hours, the Pro-America Report. But I enjoy coming in because I knew I'd have a chance on uh, Fridays to talk with Bob Walters and visit with him on education. And, you know, he has been I've been had him on the show before and I've heard him on Andrea Kay's show. Nobody knows this stuff more, you know, better, has it down cold. And uh, I figure with critical race theory running wild and our school teachers unions going crazy and at least we're getting back to school. I mean, I, nobody I don't think anybody's sane is thinking we're going to have uh, the major, major uh, school stoppages in the fall. But we'll see. But uh, so let me welcome Bob Walters to the program. Bob, how are you today? Good. Good to be here. 
Hey, Bob, can I ask you a question? Critical, critical sure. race theory. You know, you know, I've been thinking about this. We're getting ready to talk to you. You know, a few years ago, Common Core exploded in our lives and everybody sort of suddenly realized what it was. And, and many people that know education could have said, hey, they've been doing similar things, calling it different names for a long time. Critical race theory. Did this thing just explode or has this been going on in other ways for decades and we just now have a way to name it? Well, I think it's been creeping in, but now they got it formalized into a really heavy-duty program with a lot of paid advisors and, and support groups. And so it's, really, it's really made a move in the past year. It didn't really exist as such before the last year or two. I mean, but there was parts and, of it in, in the schools. Yeah. yeah there always so, so is it, I mean, it almost, it almost feels to me like, like, I don't know how a normal parent likes it. I mean, I guess if you're in like Marin County in Northern California, someplace totally liberal, you might like it, but I, I got to think normal parents want normal education. And it feels like the, 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 whoever is driving this is overshooting the mark. Am I, am I misunderstanding it? I mean, my kids are in, I, I'll confess to people all the time. I, I have four children school age. They're all not in the public schools and they're in private schools now. And they, one, one was homeschooled for part of the time, but not in the public schools. So, but why would, why are they trying to do this? Isn't it, isn't it a bridge too far? Well, actually, I tell you, the fact that they're doing this is the last straw with a lot of parents. Before, their parents weren't rising up too much with the LGBT indoctrination and, and the sex education, some of which you know parents were upset with. But this racial program really has got the parents and the mothers coming to the school board screaming and yelling. And uh, there's, there's a lot of... There's a lot yeah, of keep states. going. Like Florida just became the fifth state to bar schools from teaching critical race theory. Which is good. Well, and that's what I, yeah, I wonder if we're going to end up, I mean, but like what happens in San Diego? What happens in, uh, in places, Orange County? What happens in places where parents are saying, uh, let me tell you a quick story. Down in, um, Polk County, Florida, I was on the, on the phone yesterday. I was actually in Texas two, I guess two days ago. And, uh, man, a friend of mine was there and he was telling me in Polk County, Red County in a red state, Florida, they discovered the school board. Some of the school board members were like, they they were sort of closet leftists and not 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 joking when I say that they were on the payroll of one of the Soros funded foundations and so they were like what in our county but how do normal parents take it have they just not been paying attention till now that's that's a lot of the problem the parents have not been paying attention closely the closure of the schools a lot of homeschooling going on from uh, remote allowed them to see a little bit more but this recent thing where the the kids come home and say geez I'm I'm a terrible person. I'm a, I'm a little white boy. I, I, I sh- should be ashamed of myself. That is causing a serious reaction with the parents. And uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know the justification for it at all. It's you wrong. know, um, I, I... The justification I, is to get I rid of reco- America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm recalling, I'm recalling at various times, again, in our communities where... Uh, certain education leaders, leaders in education sort of, you know, ended up either, well, or, 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 or let's say it differently, politicians who seized on the mantle. You know, Ronald Reagan, back when he was governor of, of California, he kind of made it a point it was higher education, but he kind of waded into that. You kind of wonder now if it's not, not the political, because, again, I think a lot of Democrats, a lot of, you know, a lot of normal people are like, what is this? And, and, and they're concerned about it. Again, are, do you see, you've been around education for a long time, do you see the sea changing or and, and i'll say this about common core is it a little bit of a, a, an attention fad for now and then people go on with their lives 
Well, I think now it really has hit the, the panic button with most parents who learn about it. It's not minor. The other things were considered irrational and, and irritating, but this has really got the parents reacting to it. And it is serious. Uh, and it's just starting. They are, like the state of Washington just ruled that all schools had to have critical race theory training in their classes, every class. And, of course, now you got the military doing the same thing with the soldiers in our Army and our Navy. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, it's uh, it is uh, strange to watch and, and how fast it's coming. I will say this to you again. We're talking with Bob Walters and uh, um, that I thought a few weeks ago when I was here and nah, maybe maybe six weeks ago, I thought, well, critical race theory, it seems like a little bit of a distraction. They want us to argue about race. You know, they want us to get us into a dividing you know thing. I and I thought, yeah. And then I and then I realized, like, it's just sees the imagination. First of all, it is evil. I mean, it really is racist. I mean, it's a it is a racist approach. I, I, I say critical race theory is racist marxism um you know marxism but racist not just class uh you know marxism is usually class warfare uh but suddenly it's it's everywhere and, and everyone is seized on it and they're really uh energized about it is what is the solution though bob is the solution uh renewed uh, like america first curriculum or it's not just get rid of critical race theory because as you said it's been creeping in for a long time right well you've got some states that are making it illegal to teach such a class in the schools in their state but that's only the midwestern and the southern states so it's got a long way to go to make that happen but that's one angle another angle is for the parents to get involved and go to the school boards and review the curriculum in fact one of the things that surprised a lot of parents when they went into the school board meetings and asked for a copy of the curriculum that their the kids have been talking about this racism and they were denied access to it they, they're forbidden to see it so you get a lot of craziness which is now ending up in courts where parents are suing to see the curriculum that's being taught to the hmm. kids. Otherwise, the school board, filled with union people and leftists, uh, have really, they control most of the school districts. And they've been yeah. working on that. I, I was going to years yeah for for a long time yeah for a long time i i will say like in uh i live in northern virginia now i'm i'm up, up over in fairfax county and in last election a lot of parents were upset about some in, individual decisions made by the school board and so it wasn't the critical race theory this is two and a half years ago or two two yeah two and a half years ago and um they worked really hard the fam the parents did and they got beat by the school teachers union you know the teachers union had more money they had more organization they just turned out the vote and my my question here is whether the, the parents who are fired up and in a few places you're seeing some parents at least uh, win a few seats or, or change the dynamic, but whether it's uh, really going to be a movement, because we, again, we've seen this um, before where people are upset, Common Core, the most recent example, and then it doesn't quite, the, the, the teachers unions have enough money and institutional inertia, they kind of wait out the, the grassroots and continue the, down the path. Well, listen, let me take a quick break, Bob. We'll come back and talk. We're talking with Bob Walters. We'll come back from the break and talk with Bob some more about education and ask him if there's any chance, I want to know if at any chance a recall election could change the direction for education, if that could be an issue in the recall election of Newsom and uh, who might replace him. So we'll take a break. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay right here on The Andrea Kay Show. We'll be right back. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin filling in for the great Andrea Kay. It's the Andrea Kay Show. Great to be together. I'll be with you on Monday and Tuesday night also filling in for Andrea. Don't worry. She's on assignment, as we say. She'll be back. Uh, she's got a few days off and well-deserved. And, of course, stay tuned. A couple hours from now, you can get the Pro-America Report right here on The Answer San Diego. That's my show. And uh, go to ProAmericaReport.com and get those great interviews. DJ Potato Skins, as uh, Andrea calls him. I call him Noah. Uh, he is uh, the guy that keeps us all together. We'll talk with him in a few moments about Father's Day. He's a dad. I'm a dad. We'll uh, spend some time talking about Father's Day as we head into this great weekend. I hope you have a great weekend. And I hope you're starting it right talking uh, with us listening. And and uh, let me ask you, we're with Bob Walters, the great education expert that uh, Andrew relies on so much. And I'm so glad to spend some time with. And so, Bob, I was setting this up beforehand. I... My wife grew up in California. She grew up in uh, Ventura, up in Thousand Oaks area. And um, so I've always, you know, I've known and appreciated. She went to school up there, you know, growing up, uh, uh, grammar school and all in high school. And But the education system in California, it's kind of the canary in the coal mine in terms of a lot of different things. There are pockets that are doing well, but, you know, is uh, the pockets are few and far between in a certain way. Is there anything about the recall election, anything about what's happening in California politics that you see that will give us um, a movement in the right direction for education? I think the best thing that's going to happen, it's already happened in West Virginia and it just happened yesterday in Ohio. And in California, we're working to move up school choice initiative, which will be on the ballot in November, mm-hmm. this year or June. And we've already got mm. 50,000 people lined up to carry the petition, which will be out in September. And this will give $12,500 per student to every parent for them to decide what school do they want to send them to, charter, private, religious, homeschooling, or public school. And that'll really mm. break the back of the teachers' union and stop all of this going on, like sex ed and everything else, Common Core, because it'll make competition in the school districts and the various school modes and operations. And it has a 56% chance of support in the latest poll with Californians, which is amazing. And even with blacks, it's 73%. With Asians or Latinos, it's 79%. So we really got a path to stop all this craziness by removing the teachers union out of the school system and leaving whoever still likes to work with them to send their kids to public school if they wish. Otherwise, they can pick any private school they want. Whatever money is left from paying the school tuition goes to the kid's college fund when he gets out of out of high school. So it's quite an initiative thing. Plus, it carries a mode that forbids the state to direct any curriculum to any private or charter school in California. So they can't come through the back you know, door. I- yeah, I you know I I've been saying this and I've heard other people say it's first so I'm not I'm not claiming the ownership of it but I am I'm claiming the uh, truth of it and that is that you know when I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, that's where I lived for 25 years and consider my hometown and and I I marveled I lived in the city I marveled how um readily how frequently um people would talk about the education system in the city of St. Louis and we're going to prove we're going to prove it the only systemic racism I see really I, I mean this in this country is the urban schools controlled by white Democrats. Uh, That's who controls it. White liberal Democrats in the cities, they run the school boards and they run the, uh, and they, and they keep these kids trapped in a, in a terrible, terrible situation. Now, uh, I I don't see anything that that can persuade, dissuade me of that, but I wanted to ask you, Bob, uh, years ago, I mentioned earlier in the program, um, uh, General Michael Flynn has taken over as the director of America's future, which is a longstanding organization. Back in 1961, they published a speech by Max Rafferty, who was the superintendent of schools in La Canada? Is that La Canada, California? California. Up uh, yeah. sort of, yeah. and 
and he he rode that to I think statewide the the superintendent's uh, position in in California might have been elected then I don't know if it is now is it elected now to be the head of education? Mm-hmm. He was. Actually. It is or isn't. I yeah, do, are you fam- are you are, fam- are you familiar with him? Uh, what I want to ask is, could we have a figure like him emerge in this time that could be galvanizing both as a leader on education? Because he wrote this famous famous uh, uh, pamphlet, which was published. He gave a speech, and they called it the he called it the passing of the patriot, which I'll put up on social media, and we we published it. America's Future, the or- one of the organizations I work with, but he became a real iconic figure that led a sort of movement. We kind of need that, don't we? Well, we do, and it's, it's it's worth the effort to try to replace the governor, replace the head of the school district uh, uh, board in, in, in California, and these school boards. But it's a tough battle. It's a quicker battle if within 12 months we could have all school unions terminated. And the, the overwhelming you- population supports it, whereas I'm not too sure we'd win all the political seats because we don't seem to be able to do that too effectively. It's worth trying. I say we should try it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree. I, know, I, 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 I agree with you. Each of this coming when I was at UCLA in 1960 and 64, uh-huh. when Kennedy was killed, for instance, uh, in the South, that night, all the kids' cars who were carrying license plates for Texas and Oklahoma or any place in the South, their tires were slashed and the windows were smashed. And guess what? The next day, they found out it was the Fair Play for Cuba committee that did the killing, and they had <laughs> a chapter at UCLA. They did nothing. Nobody said a word. Hmm. It showed me that the seed yeah. of this liberal craziness was there. That's 50, 60 years ago. It just, it's just grown Well, worse. and I do... I- yeah, I do agree with you. One of the pro- one of the hard parts for uh, folks when they get excited and they get agitated in a positive way. In this case, they're worried about their kids. They're worried about overreach of government. They see the problem, and you run towards the fight. But it, it, one of the challenges is is getting people um, to go for the right fight. You know, because if you just if you t- if you run at the it's just it, it wears you out and it wears down your uh, you know your yeah. your your uh, you know your, your your defenses and your and your offense to to run towards the wrong fight. And I think on the education battle that is that's a danger right so what again tell me again i think you'll tell me about this uh, initiative what's the number one thing that people can be looking towards uh, is it in the school choice arena tell me that again please well it's going to allow every parent all of the money that normally goes to the school districts throughout the state will now be given only to the parents twelve thousand five hundred dollars a year for each kid each semester and they that parent can choose any school they wish to have their kid go to and that's a huge change from what's been going on. And it's very favorable in the polls, so I think it's got a good chance of winning. And we've already got 50,000 people lined up to pass the petition. By September, when the initiative comes out, the petition, we should have maybe 100,000 citizens ready to pass the petition. So that's a big time. You need a million good signatures to put it on the ballot in June or November. And we feel pretty good about getting that. Then, of course, we've got to raise a lot of money to do battle against the teachers' union. who will have millions thrown against this effort. Right. And, and so that. let me be clear. So th- th- let, let, me, let me be clear. This, this, would be, this is going to be an initiative, uh, a signature gathering to get it on the ballot next June. Would that be the timeline? That's correct. Hmm. 
That's good. I think that's good. I think that's, uh, I feel like that's one of the best ways, best targets we can do in this environment. You know, in the old days, even a year ago, I might have said, I'm not sure you can win the, you know, the the educational freedom fight because people, for good or bad, parents didn't quite see the need. They thought, well, I'm doing a good enough job. My kid's in a good place. Now they see it, right? And they're like, we got to have something different. And the the unity should be with lots of parents who are middle class and then lots of low-income parents that want, they want a break for their kids and they can't get it in these failed schools i agree and this it, this is a good path to take and it looks very positive right now we, we're, we feel very good with it and it's already had states like ohio and west virginia do the same thing they didn't have to mm-hmm. the legislate passed it and, and allows all the money to go to the parents to decide what kind of school they want their kids to go to so it's beginning to emerge around the country we'll see what happens california is the big one all right we're talking with yeah, we're talking with Bob Walters. Bob, any thoughts on Father's Day on this uh, weekend? Any, I will give you a chance. We're going to talk after the break on that. Any, any, any of your reflections on uh, Father's Day? Well, Father's Day is a good time to remember where you came from and what your dad did, whether it was good or bad. I mean, you should have a good memory of him. My father passed mm-hmm. away, but I've got four kids, and uh, they're taking me to breakfast tomorrow morning. So I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Free breakfast. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Uh, you probably, I think you paid for. It. I, I think you probably paid for it a few times over, Bob. But I mean, I get. You know, that, yeah, that's good. I like that idea. I'm going to try. <laughs> try to like, try to get my kids to do that for me too. So, hey, thanks, Bob. Thank you for your all you do and for the chance for to visit. And uh, happy Father's Day to you. Same to you. Take care. All right. Thanks, Bob Walters. Uh, the great Bob Walters on every Friday night with Andrea K here on the Andrea K Show. I'm Ed Martin filling in. Don't forget, follow Andrea K and her show at Andrea K Show on Twitter, uh, at Eagle Ed Martin on uh, Twitter also, and Facebook. You'll find Andrea K. And uh, we'll take a break and be right back. We'll come and talk about Father's Day a couple, uh, couple uh, days from now. I uh, hope people are getting ready for a Father's Day weekend. We'll talk about it right for the break. Ed Martin filling in for Andrea K. Be right back. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Andrea K Show, filling in for Andrea Craig. Excuse me, Craig? K, Andrea K. Uh, great to be here. I'll be with you Monday and Tuesday also. And uh, Monday and Tuesday, we'll take some phone calls. I was a little bit uh, frazzled here at the late in the week, getting things together. And of course, I wanted to visit with our, our good friend, Bob Walters. And he is good, man. He is really good. I He's hopeful. That, that he is hopeful for education is a good sign, because I, I, I just ebb and flow, and I just don't believe it. So, hey, listen, it's um, Father's Day weekend. And uh, Bob mentioned it. You know, it's always a mixed. Um, it's, it's a mixed weekend, right? Mixed holiday because some people are missing their dad. Either you know, sometimes he's deployed overseas. Sometimes he's passed away. Sometimes there's um, uh, you know uh, divorce, estrangement, whatever. So it's not easy. Holidays are not easy for everybody. But and Bob said it. You know, it's a good time to remember. Um, Try to remember the good things, and hopefully there's lots of them. But it's interesting for me, and I, 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 uh, what is it, DJ Potato Skins, you coming on here? I, uh, I call him Noah on my program, the Pro-America Report, we call Just him Noah. Just don't call He's me late for dinner. And, uh, and, and you're a dad, too. It changed for me to appreciate my dad when I became a dad, in part because I suddenly realized it's really hard. Like, I, I kept thinking, man, I'm not doing a good enough job at this. And then I kind of went a little lighter on my dad. You know, and and it just changed my perspective. I don't know, and and now I kind of think of it like, huh, this is, um, and actually this year, 
a lot of folks have been telling me to study up on. It's a year in the Catholic Church of St. Joseph, the father of uh, Jesus, the stepdad, I guess, who spent 30 years with Jesus before he got into his public ministry, right? So that was the guy that spent the time figuring, you know, help him train him up on being a, a young man. So, uh, but it's a funny, it's a funny holiday. I, I look forward to it a lot more because I'm a dad now. I guess that's obvious for people. Yeah, I've always looked forward to Father's Day. Uh, my dad, first off, is a great cook. So kind of what, what me and my brother do is we tend to get him gifts that are food-related so that he can actually cook, and then we can actually be the ones to benefit That's from cool. the cooking. So it's just something. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of uh, you know a, a gag gift in one respect, but he enjoys cooking for other people a lot, so it really brings the family closer together. And then, like you said, you know, I've been a single father for the last 23 years and both of my boys and I have been through quite the adventure together, but uh, they're coming up to be fine young men. And I look forward to spending time with them every father's day. It's uh, probably one of my favorite days of the year. Yeah, it is uh, for me too. And, but it also, I think it's kind of, I, t- I tell people, I had a friend of mine um, who was kind of a mentor and he used to say, I give you permission to forgive yourself because, you know, you're harder on yourself. And, and maybe that's not true, but you get hard as a dad. I always think, oh, man, I could have done a little bit better this period of time. I wish my uh, work hadn't been so intense. And I look back and write and you think with this, I, we have four kids, my wife and I. And so, you know, we feel like oh, the oldest one, you kind of experimented. You didn't know what you were doing. And my friend, he's, I give you permission to, you know, not be perfect at it. And uh, I think that's important on Father's Day. And I, we never had any traditions in our family. Like I, I don't really remember Father's Day for me. I had a great, a wonderful a grandfather who played a wonderful role in my life and I have I have a father who's been a phenomenal dad and uh, not perfect like but but really provided for us and was always there and and now looking back I see it a little bit better um it's and so I've kind of come to just appreciate the whole holiday better you know the thing is um one thing about uh, the show doing the show in San Diego I meet so many people and have over the years where they're deployed for ages. You know, I was with General Flynn uh, two days ago in Texas. He told me that he was gone for five years, fully five years, not all at once, but over time in combat because of the wars that they were fighting. And, you know, if you're that's a long time to have dads away. That's a that's talk about sacrifice of dads. Yeah, that's, I mean, I can't even imagine that. My son recently, I mean, you know this, we, you and I have talked off the oh, air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Producing your program yeah. as well. And my yeah. son recently had a work trip just, and he's back now. But, you know, he was gone uh, late last year all the way through, I would say probably March of this year. And that was the first time that we had actually had an extended time away from one another. And it probably didn't hit him as hard as it as it hit me. But even for me, just being a dad, you know, it was hard even as a, you know, young 20 some year old son having him be away for, for a few months. It was uh, something I wasn't used to. Yeah, well, you know, and the other thing about the world that's interesting is um, I had my my uh, friend, the same friend, a mentor say it's uh, everybody thinks it's uh, in the old days you get away with sending a card. I mean, people, young people listen now, what, like a card, put in the mail, what are you crazy? Like a, and now the technology makes it so, you know, you can do a lot of things, you know, you send a text, you send a message, even you, you, uh, you emails, uh, you know, lots of things. And my friend said, there's nothing that replaces, you know, time in the same room, right? Oh, that's and right, he, he was Amen. saying, you know, you got to make the time to be in the same room. And I, well, that's why you know, I didn't interrupt you, but my like point. my son yesterday, I yep. was, you know, I got home from work and, you know, I, you know, produce shows late here and him and I were talking and I said, so what are you doing for Father's Day? He's like, dad, 
He's like, it's Father's Day. It's your day. What do you want to do? And one of my favorite things to do was actually to go up. There's a record store, a large record store in the L.A. area. And so we're going to go up there and we're going to, you know, it's huge. You can spend hours in there. We're just going to spend the time going through the store together, you know, probably looking at some of our favorite records and CDs and movies. And that's all I want. I just want time with them. Yeah. Well, I think I want to. I like what Bob Walter suggested. I'm, I'm going to try to rope. I, I, actually, I don't even really like going out to breakfast. I like having big breakfast on, especially now it's, a, it's on Sunday morning, you know, and, and just have everybody all together in one place. But listen, I guess what I'm saying is uh, Father's Day, it's going to be different for everybody. There's lots of people sure that are missing is. their father. Uh, and, uh, you know, happy Father's Day. First of all, you, Noah, for, and uh, your family. And to you, too. Your boys. And and to yeah and to our listeners and i guess if you're if it's a tough holiday the thing to know is uh, everybody's got some of them i remember a couple of holidays that were really brutal you know there were th- reason things that are going on in my life and also you know we feel for people in that uh in that setting and you know encourage them that i don't know uh go go watch the padres or, or do something past the time but uh but hopefully people have a great holiday and and a great um a time that they can and relate to it and i i'm excited i, I it helps to talk to people well, even about if you have it, a mentor, you might have a male mentor in your life that's not even necessarily a that's father. Right. Spend time with, with with him in the same regard. Well, and that's one thing. I'll finish with this. I, I, you know, it's great to fill in for Andrew Kay. It's, it's, her listeners are so responsive and so much going on. The one thing we're all called to is people are in need, as you just said, of the father figure in their lives. You know, and I, I heard General Flynn talk about this, you know, how when he was at the lowest point in his stuff, he's getting letters from people and they were relating to him like a father figure. And he said, you got He said, you got to step into that. He said, that's a calling. That's part of being in community. If you're in a church, that's part of a church community. If you're again, if you're looking at scripture and you, you're checking it out, I mean, uh, Joseph did that. I mean, right. And so that's a calling, too. And so anyway, I hope everybody has a great uh, Father's Day and uh, and finds ways to celebrate remember the good things as uh, bob walters mentioned and uh and and have a great time we will be back on uh, monday i'll be filling in and tuesday for andrea k so we'll tune in then we'll do some calls then we'll have a lot more thank you as always dj potato skins for keeping us on track thank you andrea k for letting me fill in and uh we'll be back on monday so have a great weekend everybody hope the uh, hope the holiday weekend is great for everybody talk to you monday